Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Welcome back, Mama. In today's episode, I am going to talk about why I decided to give up sugar for the entire year and how I am doing that. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please do and leave a review. We have a lot of good stuff coming up. So I've been living without sugar for almost three months now. I decided that my New Year's resolution this year was going to be to give up sugar. I didn't want to set something cliche like I always do, like lose 20 pounds or get a six pack. I think I've kind of realized that I will never have a six pack and that's okay. I wanted to challenge myself with something that I knew would really benefit me and my health. So why did I decide to give up sugar? Notwithstanding the obvious reasons why sugar is bad, I want to talk about my personal reasons and what inspired me to take action and become committed to this decision. So if you've been listening to the show, you probably know my story about how last year I had gained 20 pounds while on keto and I found out from doing many tests that I had elevated cortisol, thyroid issues, and an imbalanced gut. And most of these things are primarily caused by high stress due to my lifestyle. And I was thinking about it the other week of what was really the trigger. I mean, yeah, I started my own business and uh, I was still a full-time stay-at-home mom at the time. But when I really think back, I think I can pinpoint it to when my youngest daughter, Zoe, was diagnosed with a rare disease, Kawasaki. And it just came on randomly out of nowhere. And she's okay now. Um, But it was a very traumatic experience for me. Um, I blamed myself for it. And she was hospitalized for a while. And it was just a crazy time in our lives because she was two years old. So I think when I look back and think back of when I started noticing the weight gain and all of the other things, it was really after that whole experience, I started to really notice the weight piling on. Although I'm sure my random sugar binges didn't help either. But anyway, as a nutritionist, I became adamant in healing myself after all those things happened this year or last year. So I dove into all things hormones, thyroid, and gut. And what I discovered that stuck to me in all of my research was that sugar was feeding all of my conditions. All right, so let's take cortisol, for example. Anytime I would eat sugar, I would trigger my cortisol. Because Cortisol is triggered by sugar, so the more sugar you eat, the higher your cortisol is. So my cortisol was already extremely high, so I was making it worse. When it comes to thyroid, when we eat sugar, our insulin spikes, and high insulin is harmful to the thyroid gland. So that's enough reason right there to eliminate sugar if you are trying to heal your thyroid. And when it comes to the gut, 
Anytime I would consume sugar, I was feeding the bad bacteria and the yeast inside my gut. Since my test showed that I had too much bad bacteria and some yeast overgrowth in there, eating sugar was like adding lighter fluid to the flame. Not to mention, sugar can cause leaky gut, which is literally when your gut has holes and food particles literally leak out inside into your bloodstream, which doesn't sound fun. But besides these health reasons, I was also extremely addicted to sugar, which was a brain habit that I had developed. And unfortunately, I am not alone in this, according to research. So Bartley Hobel of Princeton University studied the effects of sugar to the brain. In his studies, he discovered that sugar triggers a response in the same part of the brain known as the reward center that is targeted by cocaine, alcohol, nicotine, and other addictive substances. Sugar hijacks these signals to a natural degree. Sugar is highly addictive, and I've been battling my sugar addiction for my entire life. Now, if you know me personally, this may come to a surprise to you because I've been following keto for so long, and you can't eat sugar on keto. And while that's true, that doesn't mean I haven't battled my sugar addiction throughout the years. See, I would go into cycles. I would stay in ketosis for a few months. Then something would come up, a holiday, a party, a wedding, whatever. And I would just have a little bit of sugar. But once I had a little bit of sugar, it was game over. The problem with sugar is that once you have it, you want more and more and more and you want it now. If you don't believe me, give a baby some ice cream for the first time and see what happens. Although please don't do this to strangers, babies. The dopamine and the serotonin that gets released makes our brains go crazy. And then our brains turn on the cravings for more and more and more, and it's never ending. So I would end up in this vicious cycle where I would binge on all things sugar for weeks and finally use my willpower, which is a very limited resource to get back into ketosis, but then a few months would go by and it would happen again. So this was why I had to make the decision to give it up for good. But instead of saying forever, I decided to start with a year. So let's talk about how I'm doing this because I get asked this question a lot. I remember when I posted this on my Instagram page, If you're not following me yet, go say hi um, at Eat Be Fit Explore. So I posted that I was doing an entire year without sugar on New Year's Day and it went viral. People were freaking out about it. They were so fascinated that I was going to give up sugar for an entire year. I mean, that is how dependent we are on sugar that we just think it's super alarming that someone would eliminate sugar for an entire year. But there are a lot of people that were asking me things like, so does that mean no fruit? What about sweeteners? Veggies have sugar. And I was like, come on, dude. I mean, come on, seriously, you really can nitpick about it. And just like anything else, this is my personal journey. And there are no rules like to give up sugar you must follow these rules right so it's whatever you make it whatever you want it to be so when I mean I'm going zero sugar for the year 
you can argue with me and say, well, technically that's not zero sugar, which is fine. But my guess is those people that argue with me about what I'm eating that's technically sugar probably can't even go a week without sugar. So just saying. So no sugar this year to me means no white sugar, no brown sugar, no coconut sugar, no maple syrup, no agave, no honey, no processed sugar, no natural sugar, no high sugar fruit. So what am I eating that is sugar? All right. Let's see how many times I can say sugar in one episode. Berries. All right. I eat berries. I eat strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. The occasional sweeteners, which includes stevia and monk fruit. And why I am careful with sweeteners is because of the fact that they can turn on cravings for real sugar in your brain. And I'm not going to talk about this in this episode because this is a whole episode in like by itself, which I will get into. But when I don't consume sweeteners and just eat whole foods, I don't crave sugar anymore, ever. However, on the rare occasions that I do consume something with sweeteners, like my birthday, for example, I bought myself some keto-friendly chocolate. And I noticed that the next day I was craving something sweet. So this is all has to do with the brain and the receptors and the hit that your brain gets. But again, sweeteners are a whole nother topic. And I will talk about that in another episode. But that's the reason why I'm avoiding sweeteners as much as possible this year. How am I doing this zero sugar thing? Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's super easy and it's just been like, oh, well, it's been almost three months and it's going great and I'm just, oh, this is easy breezy because it's not. As you know, sugar is in everything, like literally everything, which is unfortunate. This experiment forces me to be extra diligent in reading labels. I mean, I was already really good at reading labels and looking out for things, but now doing this experiment, everything that I pick up, everything that I buy, I have to check the label first. Oftentimes, my husband buys something like a sauce or charcuterie meat, which shouldn't have sugar in it. And, you know, he doesn't turn around and read the labels. And even if he does, sometimes, as we know, sugar has many disguise words now. There's like over a hundred that the marketers use to disguise sugar. So he doesn't know what all of those are. So he'll buy it and bring it home and be like, oh, look, I got something keto for you. And then I'll look at the label and it'll say like dextrose or maltodextrin or brown sugar, something like that. So I can't eat it. And also when I go out, I am that person that asks for the ingredients and everything, which is what you should do, by the way, anyway, regardless, which is probably why I don't go out that much in the first place. But you will be surprised how much sugar is used in sauces and glazes and dressings, 
marinades, all the things, all right? So you have to ask. Most of the time, the servers won't even know if there's sugar in something or a sweetener. And you even have to say sweetener because sometimes when you say sugar, they might think that you mean just white sugar, but there is honey in it. And most people don't consider honey sugar because it's natural. So they might tell you, oh no, there's no sugar in it, but there's actually honey in it. So you always have to ask, is there any sweetener of any sort in here? And if they don't know, just kindly ask them to go ask the chef. All right. So there have been times that I almost forgot I was doing zero sugar this year and almost ate like a gummy bear or something simply out of habit, which goes to show how much eating sugar is ingrained in my brain. I still haven't rewired my brain 100% to not want sugar, but after 33 years of eating it and being addicted to it, I can't expect that All of a sudden, in three months, I'll just no longer have the habit or the desire for sugar. But besides that, I'm taking it one day at a time. I'm not counting down the days until New Year's Eve. So when the clock strikes midnight, I'm going to have a cookie in one hand and a brownie in another one. And to be quite frank, I am planning to continue this zero sugar journey unless it's for a special occasion. Like if I'm going to France, I mean, come on, pastries, that's an exception. But for the most part, I am planning to stay zero sugar. And overall, I feel amazing. And it's just empowering to me to not be enslaved to sugar like I was before. So you might be listening to this and thinking, this sounds amazing, but I could never do this. And first I want to say, Yes, yes, you can. You can do anything. Your thinking is your only limitation. However, I'm not going to Tony Robbins you right now, but what I will do is give you some action steps, like I always do, on how to slowly start to quit sugar. You will learn if you listen to the show and if you follow me that I am a big believer in tiny habits, which lead to big changes. I think the reason many people fail with a new diet plan or lifestyle change is that they jump in full throttle and then once the motivation dies off, and it always does, they give up. Starting small is easier because it builds confidence and momentum to keep you going. So how do you start small? If you eat sugar regularly, I would not cut it out cold turkey for a year like I'm doing. Like I said before, I've been keto for over five years and most of my diet has been sugar-free anyway, minus the random binges. So if you are consuming sugar regularly, I would start by cutting out added sugar. So here are some examples of what you could do. If you eat dessert every single day, cut it down to only a few times a week. If you add sugar in your coffee or tea, simply stop doing that or replace it with something like stevia. After a few weeks, notice how you feel. Notice if you feel any better. Notice if you have less less crashing, fewer headaches. 
And then you can start building up more momentum. You can really start checking your labels and watching for sugar in common foods that shouldn't have sugar in them in the first place. Making a rule for yourself that you will only have dessert three times a month or only on the weekends or for special occasions like wedding or travel. Stop buying sugary foods that sit in your house and tempt you. Again, it's like, out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes we have to try to make it easier on ourselves. Sometimes I feel like we just make it so much harder on ourselves than it has to be. Just simply don't buy it. If you're a mom listening to the show, most likely you're the one doing the shopping for your family. So just don't buy it. Don't put it in your shopping cart. No, it sounds so simple, but so hard to do, especially if you take your kids shopping with you. <laughs> Slowly start setting goals to go sugar-free for a week and then work up to a month and see how you feel. I will guarantee you, you will notice such a big difference. You will not crash. You will not get headaches. You will not be super tired. Although I will say, if you are addicted to sugar and you have been eating sugar for most of your life on the daily, once you quit, you will get sugar withdrawal. So in the beginning, you might experience extreme headaches and be really tired because again, sugar gives us that natural boost of energy. But if you stick through it, I promise you it will be worth it. It is possible to go sugar-free. And here are some other reasons if I haven't inspired you enough to pursue this goal, here are some reasons why you can... should consider eliminating sugar from your diet, okay? Too much sugar can lead to fatty liver. Sugar can cause insulin resistance. I think we already know that in this day and age, which leads to diabetes and heart disease. Sugar causes inflammation. Sugar feeds cancer. Sugar raises your cholesterol. And it's absolutely pointless to your body. It contains zero nutrients. It's pretty much a waste, It is a waste. And not only that, but sugar keeps you addicted and a slave to a substance. We should not be enslaved to any substance, okay? You shouldn't have to be dependent on any foreign substance like that, all right? So what do you think, mama? Are you up for the challenge? Come say hi on Instagram and let me know if you're going to try to reduce or eliminate your sugar intake, I promise it will change your life. If you're looking for some great sugar-free replacement for your favorite dessert to get you slowly off of sugar, then go check out my blog, eatbeefitexplore.com. I have plenty of yummy keto desserts on there. And if you want to check out a meal plan, a sugar-free meal plan to kind of get you started, I will leave a link of that in the show notes. All right. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you're looking for free resources to get you started on your weight loss journey, go to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash resources. If you're ready to take your weight loss to another level and work with me personally, I invite you to join the BSB Tribe waitlist. 
Spots are limited in this exclusive online community, but if you join the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when doors open up again. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.